Switched on on FM 104 and I'm joined by Professor Fiona Lyons, who's a consultant in HIV medicine at St. James's Hospital. Hello. Hi, Louise. How are you? So the reason I wanted to have a chat with you was, I suppose, Panty Bliss did an incredible dance on Dancing with the Stars in relation to her journey with HIV. And I think off the back of that, it does create this conversation that needs to be had, doesn't it? Yeah, um, and fair play to Panty Blistrook Rory, who I have to commend her, his bravery for taking on the dedication week. And we're very flattered um, that, the, that the dedication was to our former colleague, Professor Fiona McCahey, and to the Guide Clinic. Um, yeah, we really do need to have a conversation because so many, so there are still so many negative attitudes and negative beliefs around HIV out there. And unfortunately, then people who are living with HIV or people who are at risk of acquiring HIV may experience stigma in their lives and isolation and loneliness as a result of that, where that's really not necessary because it has been my absolute privilege and pleasure to work in the area of HIV medicine um, for many years. And I've, I've been on that journey with many patients and I've seen the massive advances that we've made in um, treating people living with HIV such that, you know, with effective treatment at an early time, people can expect a normal life expectancy and they won't transmit HIV to their sexual partners. And when I think back to when I was a much more junior doctor and where we were, like that's a massive step forward um, and so um, we need to make sure that that everybody can have the opportunity to live well with HIV if they're going to be living with HIV and also we have made such massive step forwards in preventing HIV so that we can have those conversations and allow people to get the benefits of all the things that science has made and um, all the advances that science has made in the last 40 years. I think many of us know of HIV but what exactly is it? So HIV is a retrovirus, um, human immunodeficiency virus, and it was first um, rec- first identified in the mid eighties. Um, and what happened was um, they noticed that there were a number before the virus was identified. They they noted a pattern of infections um, coming up in different population groups, uh, and the 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 pattern of infections and it affecting particular groups suggest suggested that there was something there was an infection that was leading to a state of immunodeficiency in some people and of um and they called they called the syndrome that people were presenting with aids or acquired immunodeficiency syndrome um, and then they identified the virus that caused it now aids is is a is um a term that we don't don't use as much anymore because we have such effective treatment but unfortunately we still see people who present with um, very late presentations associated with HIV and we're all about trying to avoid that and such that if people are at risk of getting HIV that they um, can access HIV testing, can access other HIV prevention measures measures like condoms, PrEP, PEP um, and um, for people who are living with HIV then being on treatment is a very effective uh, mechanism for preventing onward transmission to your sexual partner. So that's massive um, for people living with HIV to know that they can live well with HIV 
and for themselves and also they can live without the fear of passing on HIV to their sexual partners um, and, and we need to be out there saying that loudly and clearly um, to the general population um, because there is much less to fear around living with HIV than there was in the past. Yeah there was a lot of fear that has kind of travelled over and as you say science has changed so much there's so many different treatments now that are available to people. Why do you feel that or why do you think that that information hasn't necessarily followed the science? Um, in part because um, people were um, unable to step forward. Um, I think that for many people, it, socially, it's more acceptable to say I have cancer. It's like there's a lot of stigma associated still with living with a positive HIV status. And there's like the, like there's still a lot of a stigma associated with living with mental health problems. I mean, we need so I think part of it is because um, people haven't been able to to um, advocate for themselves, either because they're afraid to or because whatever position they may be in their life or statement they may be in their lives, they, they're not able to advocate for themselves. And that's why I really commend what Rory has done um, in opening up the conversation. And he's not alone. There are others who have been very brave in coming forward. And I have to say, for me as a doctor, having worked in this area of medicine for so many years now, uh, we've we've felt a responsibility as healthcare professionals working in the area of HIV of HIV to be the advocate for the patient and for the people living with HIV when they didn't feel able to do that themselves. So that we need to have anti-stigma campaigns um, to um, try and overcome some of the um, the negative dialogue that there may be or the the misbeliefs and misconceptions there may be around HIV in the general population. We did one, the HSC did run a HIV, an anti-HIV stigma campaign in two, the end of 2019, early 2020, just before COVID hit. Um, and the HSC is working with partners, community partners around another anti-HIV stigma campaign um, later on this year. What tends to be some of the misconceptions with HIV? That people... Um, everybody's going to die, that you can pick up HIV from people um, by sharing. Well, you, you never could by sharing a room or a space or eating, breaking bread with somebody. Um, but also the, the risk of uh, the, the sexual transmission risk. I mean, it isn't well recognized and um, within the general population or as well as it could be recognized within the general population that when people living with HIV are on effective treatment and um, they will not, they're not, are not a risk of um for their sexual partners of passing on HIV. In terms of HIV prevention, I mean, HIV testing is a really big, a really important part of HIV prevention because if people, if somebody's at risk of, of, of having HIV and they are not, they don't know their HIV status, then there are two things. I mean, they're not going, they won't get the benefits of the treatment for themselves. Yeah. But then at a population level, if they're not on treatment, then there's a potential that others may be at risk of being infected. So there are so many good. We all have a HIV status. I have a HIV status, Louise. You have a HIV status. We all have one. It's something the virus doesn't care who it infects. Mm -hmm. um, and so we we all need to own our HIV status and recognize if we're at risk to to um, um, to. Uh, to understand to know to find out our HIV status but equally I'm very firmly of the view that we need to allow people the opportunity to access HIV testing in different ways so not everybody wants to go to a clinic not everybody wants to go to their GP and and we launched our online STI testing service last October and included in that is the opportunity for individuals 
to self um, self sample at home and send their their kit back to a laboratory, um, so that some people find that as a, a mechanism to overcome a potential barrier they may have to having a HIV test. Equally, people can do self testing at home where they may get the result at home um, um, from a self test that's done at home or in community settings and um, peer led community settings. So it's uh, like there are lots of different ways that people can access access their HIV test, and and HIV testing is an important a sm uh, an important part of the overall HIV prevention package, which is includes condom use, recognizing your risk, um, availing of post-exposure prophylaxis if you've had a significant risk, where somebody would be assessed for the need to go on, on HIV treatment for a period of 28 days after a potential exposure to HIV to avert getting HIV, or pre-exposure prophylaxis where individuals um, take medication before they have a potential exposure to avert getting HIV in those circumstances. So where is the best place for people to get information if they do happen to be worried or want to find out more? Um, so there are lots of source information. So the HSE Sexual Wellbeing website has a lot of information around HIVs and STIs. HIV Ireland is a very um, useful resource for individuals who um, are living with HIV um, and who may, may want to find out more information um, for um, around living with HIV in Ireland. So that's HIV Ireland and the Sexual Wellbeing website for people who want to find out more information about HIV testing and STIs in general. Amazing. Professor Fiona Lyons, consultant in HIV medicine at St. James's Hospital. Thank you very much for chatting to us. You're welcome, Louise. Have a good evening.